And we're live. Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Husseini. We are here with episode 57 uh, of the Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. I'm here with Sue Painters. Welcome, Sue. Hi, thank you for having me. Great to have you. So at Daily Conference for Entrepreneurs, we are, our aim and motto is to share tips, strategies, and actionable advice that you could use to boost your confidence when it comes to running your business or, or different areas of business on a daily basis. Uh, today, at, 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 well, it's probably uh, the best topic to talk about, which is what makes a confident marketer, which is right along what we do and what we talk about. So um, let me introduce Sue, and then we're going to dive right into it. Sue Painter is known for two things, her marketing brilliance and her ability to brainstorm next steps for her clients that help them quickly build their reach. Sue has been working with clients internationally since 2006 and specializes in online and small local businesses. A, long, a lifelong learner, Sue has an, is an avid traveler, starting her adventures while in high school as an exchange student in Colombia. She traveled to all seven continents in over 80 countries. Wow, that's a lot. Her, a lot. Time spent, her time spent in other cultures <laughs> often sparks new ideas to her own business and for her clients. She is married to her college sweetheart, Bill Painter, and lives on the Gulf coast of florida welcome sue thank you thank you so much for having me here today this is one of my favorite topics confidence and marketing hence the name of my business the confident marketer absolutely so like it couldn't be a better match um and i look i really look forward to this conversation here how's your day going so far it's going great busy but that's okay busy is good absolutely and you're in florida right Correct. I'm in the Sarasota area on the Gulf Coast. Is it pretty hot down there right now? No, people think it's hot here, but in the summertime, the highest we ever get is about 92 because we always have a sea breeze going, whereas in Tennessee today, it's over 100. So <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Good. Good. Um, so uh, today talking about, uh, we're talking about... Uh, what makes a confident marketer? So, uh, Sue, tell us about your business, your story. What is your story and how did you get into uh, what you're doing now? Okay. Um, I worked in the corporate world and in the research world for a long time for big corporations and um, really felt like I wanted to have more of a personal impact um, rather than being part of a huge organization. So I dropped out after a period of time and actually I went off and um, went to massage therapy school and became a massage therapist and marketed that business very successfully for 14 years. I learned marketing because I used to have to go sell multi-million dollar proposals to organizations up in the DC area. So after I'd had the massage therapy business for about six months, I personally was already booked a year ahead of time. And nobody wants to wait that long for a massage, right? So I started hiring staff and built up a big clinic and really realized how important it is to have brand clarity and to niche. <clears throat> Pardon me for being hoarse. The pollen in the air today is getting to me a little bit. Um, and so then um, more and more people asked me, how did I build my business so rapidly? And I just started doing more consulting and eventually sold the massage therapy practice and went back into marketing which is what i had been doing in the corporate world 
So I guess once a marketer, always a marketer. Love it. So you got, you were in the massage therapy business and then, and then what happened? So you start doing marketing your business. So I'm missing the link between massage therapy and million dollar proposals. Cause usually people that I talk to are not talking about seven figure proposals. I was, no, I went in my corporate job. I had to go sell million dollar proposals. So I got very adept at marketing and bringing in a business to my organization, which I oh. had to do to keep my, I had 72 people who worked for me and I had to go, you know, I had to go bring home that money every year to keep them employed. Got it. But so, all right. So with the, um, how about the, um, uh, so what was the next step? So you, and then you got into the massage therapy business right? and then you learned uh, or developed and did more marketing. And then what happened? Well, what happened is that locally um, other businesses, other small business owners where I lived at that time, they started wanting me to come to lunch and come to dinner, come to coffee. And they wanted to pick my brains about how had I built the business so rapidly and large. And after about a year or two of doing an awful lot of breakfast, lunch, and dinners with people picking my brain for free, I realized that um, I could sell that. And so I went ahead and established the Confident Marketer. I built that up and started working with people all over the place and eventually just sold the massage clinic because this was better, really more in line with what who I am and what my knowledge base is than massage therapy was, although I still have a soft spot in my heart for that. Love it. So um, what do you do these days and who do you serve? <clears throat> Mostly, I work with online business owners, usually small solo professionals who have home-based online businesses. But I also do work with local businesses who don't understand how to harness the internet to bring clients in the door. So my whole focus is, is your brand clear? Do you know who you serve? How do you market to those people specifically? and not waste your time and money marketing to people who are not your ideal customers. All right. All right. Uh, I, I like the sound of that for sure. What is um, a, your definition of a confident marketer? How do you define a conf? Who is a confident marketer? To me, a confident marketer is somebody who is able to represent who and what their business is without hesitation, without feeling shy, without dreading the fact that they need to do marketing, um, who knows the tools and knows exactly what they need to do to keep the visibility of their business up and to continue to engage customers. Um, and I started with that name because um, when I started working, <clears throat> helping solo professionals, many of whom were people like nutritionists, massage therapists, dentists, coaches, psychologists, those kinds of people. They were really, really good at what they did. They had every credential in the world, but nobody had ever taught them about how to market their business. So they had this idea that they were going to graduate, hang their shingle out on the road, and people were just going to flock to them. 
And of course, you and I know that doesn't happen in real life, right? You got to be able to learn how to build your brand's visibility and talk succinctly about what you offer. How is it that you're different from every other psychologist up and down the road? How is it that your massage therapy business is different from every other massage therapist? How are you different from the massage therapist over here at a day spa? So um, I realized that people just didn't have any clue about thinking of themselves as the CEO of their business and the leader of their business. Instead, they still thought of themselves as a practitioner. And you can love your practice all day long. I really loved massage and I was good at it, but that doesn't create customers coming in your door. You also have to think of yourself as a business owner. So that confident marketer mindset is really thinking of yourself as a business owner, as someone who confidently knows how to represent what it is that is the magic that you do. Love it. Love it. Did you, do you have a, a, a confidence story where maybe at some point you were not as confident and you had to like figure it out? Um, nothing that just comes to the very top of my mind. I mean, I guess I've always thought that pretty much everything is, you can figure it out. <clears throat> and I also learned from a mentor early on that all business is an experiment. Everything you do is an experiment in your business. It's not, there is no failure. There's only feedback. You try something, you try it maybe two different ways or three different ways. It doesn't work. And therefore that gives you feedback that that's not going to work for your business, or you may try something else and it works great. And so you know then that that's a good model for you and you can rinse and repeat it. So to me, it is just really learning that there's people are afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of failure. Failure is how you learn. It's just feedback. It's not failure. So what if you make a mistake? You're the owner of your business. And actually, if you're not making mistakes, you're not risking enough in your business. You're not trying to leverage it enough. Safety yeah. has no place in the business world. Absolutely. Okay. Um, how did you end up with the, with the name confident marketer? Like what's the story behind that? There is a story behind that actually. Um, <clears throat> at first I was just like Sue Painter, the marketing consultant and you know, people's eyes glaze over, but I was asked to come make a speech one day at a ladies luncheon and I went and there were, I think 22 women around this table and they were, um, I was supposed to be introduced. And of course, this very unconfident president of this organization didn't want to stand up and introduce me, even though I'd given her a bio. So she stood up and said, I'm just going to let Sue Painter introduce herself. <laughs> and I thought, okay. And I thought in that moment, just in that moment, I thought, you know, I need to switch around what I'm saying. Because just saying I'm Sue Painter and I'm a business consultant, that kind of makes people's eyes glaze over. It doesn't call to the customer. So in that moment, I said, well, what I do is I turn those of you around this table who are afraid to market your business into confident marketers. And the name of my business is The Confident Marketer. I changed it right then. And by the end of that luncheon, 18 of those 22 women were my clients. And that's how my business started. Very nice. 18 out of 20? 22. 18 out of 22. High conversion. Is that and what that, 90 and that's, conversion? Yeah, that's what happens when you 
are confident about what you offer. And when you do something that both attracts and repels, the attraction statement was, if you need confidence, I'm your gal. The repelling statement was, if you're confident already, you don't need me. And a good marketing statement both attracts and repels. Absolutely. Sorry for the water, but I'm trying to save my voice. (laughs) Absolutely. No, I drink uh, coffee when I'm talking as well myself. So I want I want to come back to this um, attract and repel statement that you just made. And I would love to. Um, well, well, while we're at it, let's talk about it. Why should a marketing statement attract and repel people? What's the strategy uh, behind it? Well, think about it. You're in business and you don't want to waste your time. You don't want tire kickers. You want yep. people who are going to work with you. So every statement that you make about your business should really draw, do something to draw the right people to you and to hold back the people who are not going to be your best customers. Because my belief is we do our best work when we have our best customers. Nice. nice. So for instance, well, I own a second, I own a yep. second business. That's a travel agency. I own a small travel agency. Um, I sell upscale luxury travel. And I don't want the tire kickers who want the $230 cruise. So my marketing statements need to attract people who want posher travel. And it needs to repel those people who are driven by price. I don't sell travel to people who buy on price. I sell people, I sell travel to people who want my knowledge and my expertise and telling them about where it is that they are going because chances are I've been there. Love it. So what would be your example of that statement? Um, I sell, uh, I would maybe say something like I said, first of all, I call it leisure travel, not vacation travel, leisure travel, because leisure is a little bit um, more upscale than just vacation travel. Um, So I might say I I sell leisure travel to uh, families, couples, and uh, solo travelers who want um, the best experience in that destination they're going to. That doesn't, in, that doesn't imply low end. Got it. Okay. So you would, you would um, um, intentionally design your statements that would attract the people that are focused more on quality and they're willing to spend the money and at the same time, you would be repelling the people that are price shopping. Right. Got now you it. could do it a bunch of other ways. If you could, if you were, you know, I could say I specialize in travel that's two weeks or longer and is outside of the USA. That's going to imply that it's an expensive trip, especially now. <laughs> it's going up daily. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. And so how would you... Do we need to sit down and create a list of statements or things that would imply your message? Am I getting this right? Well, I guess if you are looking, if you have a business and you're looking at your who and do what statement, you know, your statement about who you are, and what you do, then I would certainly have on a list. Who is it that is your ideal customer? Who do you most light up when you work with? And who do you kind of dread to see coming? Right. Yeah. Um, and so you want to aim your statements to attract more of those people who you light up when you see them ringing your phone or when you see them sending you an email. You know, I light up if somebody texts me and says, 
you know, I've decided that I want to do a bucket list trip and, and I want to go to Antarctica. And I know, Sue, that you went to Antarctica a couple of years ago. Can you help me with this trip? I don't light up if somebody says, text me and says, um, I live in Florida and I want to go to Nassau for the weekend. Can you find me the cheapest trip possible? I don't want to waste my time on that. Yeah. Okay. So how do you respond to a request like that? Um, you always very politely. And I mean, like I get questions all the time. Can you book a domestic airline ticket for me? And I won't do that. No, no good travel agent will bother to do that. First of all, you don't make a dime. And second of all, in all honesty, you need to control your own ticket because if something happens that you miss a connection, you don't want to have to call me to fix it. You want to be able to fix it in the moment. So it's not in your best interest. So I usually say something is, you know, if you're looking for a little quick trip from Fort Lauderdale over to Nassau for the weekend, you don't need me. Just go over on, uh, you know, go directly to the cruise line or directly to the hotel and just book it directly. It'll be the cheapest and the quickest for you. You got it. All right. So being polite and I guess being direct and tell them direct them in where they need to go to get the best. Yeah. At what they're looking for. Love it. So let's talk about the three things that give entrepreneurs confidence in marketing their business. Yeah, I think we need three things. The first is we need the mindset of we are the CEOs of our business. That's why I have a, actually I have a membership group for women entrepreneurs called the CEO circle. And it is really that we are the leaders of our business, male or female, we're the leaders of our business. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing is we have to have brand clarity. And by that, I mean really specific niched brand clarity. Um, part of the mindset, going back to the first thing, is realizing that while we may be very expert at what we do, you're expert at what you do. I'm expert at what I do. I'm very expert in the world of travel. Um, still, nevertheless, I have to have the clarity of who do I want to work for, just like you have to have the clarity of who do you most want to hire you, right? So mindset, brand clarity or niche, and then the tools. Most people focus on the tools, but they don't ever get the mindset and the brand clarity right. And then the tools don't work for them. And then I get calls like, well, I've spent $10,000 in two years trying to build up an Instagram following and I'm not getting anywhere. And can you take a look? And, you know, their Instagram posts are all over the place. You can't tell from their profile what it is they actually do. So they don't have brand clarity. They just have spent a lot of money on a tool. If you're good enough and you're clear enough, you don't need to spend money on a lot of tools. You don't have to have that. Keep your business simple and tight. And you'll go faster. You'll go faster and you'll make more money. I mean, the purpose of a business is to make money. So we may as well quit pretending like it's not. If you're not hungry and you don't need the money, you won't focus down. It's a hobby for you. You got so the three things were mindset, tools, and brand clarity. Did I get brand that right? Clarity. Brand clarity. Right. Mindset first, brand clarity, and niche second, and proper tools. All right. Could you give us a couple of tips on on how to be uh, how to deal with the mindset piece? Because I know a lot of people have the you know the the uh, personal confidence uh thing some people um don't like to be salesy and some people you know there's different things what are a couple of th tips that people could do or take today 
to help them become more confident starting with their mindset? Well, some of the things we've talked about already, I mean, you do have to um, think of yourself as the leader for your business. Yep. No, no one is going to care about what happens to your business more than you do. So you have to accept the fact that you can't. I mean, I have a lot of people who say, oh, I hate to market and I just want to hire it done for me. And I'm like, nobody's going to care about your sales and your bottom line unless they're a partner in your business. So if you really want a director of marketing, make them a partner and split 50-50, then they'll be hungry and you'll get and you'll have success. But don't expect to find somebody for 10 bucks an hour who's going to go market you to a million dollars. That's not going to happen. So you have to understand in your mindset, how does business work and why are you in it? And can you turn around and see yourself not only as a skilled practitioner of whatever it is you are, but also as the leader and the owner of your business? A little trick is to test yourself. When you go over here to some networking or event or you meet somebody in Zoom rooms like we've all been doing for the past year and a half, when somebody says, well, hi, you know, introduce yourself. Try instead of saying, I'm a dentist or I'm an online marketer, say, I'm a business owner. Put your stake in the ground as a business owner. I'm a business owner and I help people plan bucket list memorable trips. I'm a business owner. I help online entrepreneurs figure out exactly who they serve and exactly where to market so that they have more clients coming in the door. Like I'm a business owner. Start with that. See if it feels uncomfortable for you to see yourself as a business owner. If it does, you know, you've got some work to do up here in the head, right? Love it. Love it. Really good tips. So what about the tool part? Um, how, um, what are some tips for people to become more confident with tools? Cause I know there is like, Have, uh, you Mustafa, you're freezing up on me. Say that again. You do? You, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but you froze up for just a minute, so I didn't hear yeah. your question. Sorry. I'm sorry. I think my internet froze up for a sec. Um, yeah, I think it. What, how do um, I know there are like a million tools out there, and um, how what do we need to do to become more confident with the tools? Because the mere act of selecting the right tool, I think, looking at the menu <laughs> reduces you know people's confidence. Like, oh, forget it. Hell, which which one am I going to supposed to you know which one am right. I supposed to work with? Right. Well, when you have. Um... You know, <clears throat> when you've worked on brand clarity and you know exactly who you're going for and exactly what it is you're going to offer, yeah. excuse me, then <clears throat> that helps you select your tools. So if you're an online business, then you know you're going to have to have email deliverability and that email deliverability is going to have to be good. So you're going to have to pick an, an autoresponder that has a really good deliverability rate and does what you want it to do, but isn't too complicated. Mm -hmm. I have seen thousands, thousands of business owners pay for tools that were robust and they never used 10% of what that tool did. And it was a total waste of money. And I've wasted money like that before too. 
So you want to pick something that will allow you to grow, but not something that's uh, something that a big business buys. So you need to keep it simple. What do you need? Do you need a website? Probably yes. Do you need an email system? I believe your two biggest tools online are your website and your email. You're going to make more money off your email marketing than you're ever going to make off of social media marketing, unless you're maybe a business to consumer and you've got so much following you're an influencer. That's the big exception to that. And that's harder and harder to get. So you need to think about what are the simplest tools, the simplest systems, and also start systematizing the use of your tools. If you're a blogger and you're going to do a, 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 um, an article on your blog once a week or whatever your deal is, make sure you have a checklist. Every single one of my articles need to have these seven things in them. I'm going to look at SEO. I'm going to make sure I have a graphic that's, you know, I can go put over here on social. I'm going to make sure there's a click to tweet. I'm going to make sure there's social share buttons. I'm going to make sure that I have at least three good references or whatever your deal is. Make your checklist and check it off. So tools keep simple if you systematize the use of your tools. And then that will tell you what do you need the tool to do. I believe I don't I don't believe in trying to you, you can't build a million dollar business using free tools. You have to invest in your business, but they Absolutely. don't have to be the highest end tools either. Absolutely. And I think you have to keep an eye um, uh, so you don't have too many tools to get confused with the list of because yeah. there's no end to. <laughs> there's no end they change all the time it's a lot harder than when i first started when i first started there was one shopping cart and you know god and everybody use one shopping cart now there's probably 20 shopping carts exactly exactly and you oh, have to god. kind of you know you kind of have to take it and not go i mean you i also i teach a workshop twice a year about decluttering your your business and part of that is looking at the tools and always, always people can cut their operating costs by 25 or 30% because they realize they have five different ways to make a video and they only need one and they can quit paying for the other four. They buy exactly. it, think they're going to try it out. They don't have time to try it out. They don't put it on their calendar to try it out and it just sits there. I've done the same thing. We're all guilty of that. Absolutely. I, I've been guilty of that too. We're, my credit card is getting charged every month for something that I haven't used for a year or two or three. And, and then, and, and it's interesting when people come to think of whatever I want to discontinue it, they have to think about it really hard. And I'm like, dude, you haven't used it for like two years. What are you yeah. worried about? <laughs> exactly. You can always buy it back if it's that big of a deal. Yeah. So see, they need my declutter workshop. <laughs> if you have yeah. things that you're, you've paid for for a year and you haven't used that, I mean, literally people don't have a list of it. And it used to be that I didn't have a list of it either. But, you know, I teach people, you have a list, you put it on your calendar three months before it comes due. You assess, have you been using it? And you send the cancellation notice right now then. Because all of them have this automatic renewal and they don't make it easy for you to cancel. It takes three months to get their attention sometimes. Exactly. So, That's yeah. a good tip. I like that. Right before it's due, go ahead, do the cancellation. Otherwise, you're going to have to chase them and your money to try to get your money back. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. And then the last piece was... So it was mindset, tools, and then brand clarity. Can you give us a, a few couple of tips about the brand clarity piece? Yeah, sometimes people really have trouble niching down. 
And so I, I have a, I actually have a maximize your message um, workshop that I do with take people through. And it, and it starts with things like, you know, what do you really believe about your business? What do you stand for in your business? What are you against in your business? Like in my business, I'm very much, I'm very much against people wasting time and money on a bunch of tools they won't use. Um, so they can, they can write down, what do they really stand for? Why do they have their business? What are they against? What are they standing against? What do they feel like their clients or their customers will never get or never achieve unless they do XXX? And then usually that XXX is what you're providing. So there's a set of statements I take people through and it really helps them become clear about what it is that they're calling themselves or what it is that they have to offer. What problem does that solve or what transformation does that support? And who really is the ideal? Um, I mean, I can't stand it. This happens, it must have happened to me a thousand times in the past. I've been doing this for 18 years now. Um, people will say, my target market is women. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Every woman could benefit from what I have. Okay, is your target market women who refuse to pay? No. <laughs> is your target, I mean, you can, eventually it is, you know, women who have had breast cancer, who have survived for at least five years and who now want to be able to move their shoulders more freely. I mean, that's how niched you have to get it. And when you ditch it, that's a clarion call. Those women will immediately say, I need that. That's me. Or if, you, if they haven't had that problem, they'll, they'll gloss over it because that's not them. Or they may say, it's not me, but I have a friend and I'm going to send them this link. So you want to be clear, like clear. Absolutely. Because we buy based on emotion and we buy based on, you know, most of us are, um, what, what's the word? Um, impulse buyers. So, you know, you have to market in that way. So what is the, what is the way again? The, you have to market very clearly with a very defined niche. Exactly. All right. Perfect. Yeah. I, I, I mean, in my experience, when I was broad, like I serve women type of a statement, then there are like what, 4 billion women around on the planet. Which one do you yeah. serve? Right. Right. Do you uh, serve women who don't speak English? Do you serve women who don't have a credit card? They can, I mean, come on niche it down <laughs> exactly and there's that fear what do you say about that fear about niching down people really have a hard time like even when you show them here's how you niche and this is the niche that you should stick to they still have that fear of niching down how do you how do you help people get over that we have to know a little bit about guns my deal is if you shoot somebody with buckshot are you going to catch them They'll run away. They'll be hurt, but they'll run away. If you shoot somebody with a pistol, are they going to stop? Yep, they are. That's the difference between broad and niche. Absolutely. All right. All right. Good. So uh, tell us about your gift. The um, Yeah. The, so I'm all about, you know, you, you might see that I'm all about focus, right? So I do have a like a one-sheet focus six-month business planner that people can download from my website. It's free to you. It's a gift to you. Um, and you can go to confidentmarketer.com slash focused planner, confidentmarketer.com slash focused planner. And you can leave your information there. And when you do that, 
you'll get a copy of that focus planner. You can download it. And then I have a little email that says, here's how you can implement it. And that will help you get really focused about what do you want your business to do for the next six months? I am not a believer in, oh, let's plan for five years out. The world is too um, rocky a place. Given the past year, who the heck knew what they were going to do in, in, in six months, much less than two years. But six months, we can get our brains around. And so that's a good place to start. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Focus and planning. Uh, but uh, those are, it's like you're speaking my language, Sue. <laughs> well, I, good. We're going to get along just fine. <laughs> um, yeah, because without focus, like we're all over the place. Without a plan, it's like, uh, how are you going to get to your goal? Obviously, you have to have a goal first. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and planning, you know, focus, this also, this one pager, and it's not 15 pages, so it doesn't overwhelm you. But it does help you get a lot of people I know who have online businesses who work from home like I do. I've been, this is nothing new to me. The pandemic didn't change me a bit. I've been working at home online for years now. But a lot of people, they have their business on their head and not down on paper. And you cannot scale it. You cannot delegate. You cannot bring on a team member. You cannot actually keep yourself focused if you don't have something that says, okay, in the next six months, I said I wanted to do X, Y, Z. And here's how I, my best guess as to how I'm going to do it. Remembering that all business is an experiment. You're going to learn from everything you do. Exactly. Good. Good. Now, let me ask you a, a, a couple of other questions. Um, what are top, the top two or three books that have made a massive difference for you? Hmm. Um. I really used to love the guerrilla marketing books by Jay Levinson, who's long gone, but still, nevertheless, that's a classic. Um, and I think everybody who is in marketing should start with that book. Um, there's another book I like. Let's see if I can find it. Um, this is a guy in England I met a couple of years ago, Liam Thompson, and he has this little book you can get on Amazon called The Clarity Project. It's really about some of the same things that I talk about with clarity, he and I, I think have the same mindset about that, but this is a good book. So those are the two that come to mind. Um, I also like um, Russell Brunson's books. I'm not a ClickFunnels user and never will be. It's too complicated a system for what I need, but his books are really, really pointed, succinct and good. And you can learn a lot from his books. Love it. Love it. So the guerrilla marketing books, uh, the clarity project and books by Russell Brunson, mm -hmm. you do recommend them. Good. Now, if you had an ad, uh, a digital banner ad that everyone on the web could see, what would your message be for people that see your ad? Um, well, I don't use banner ads, but if there was a banner ad, I would probably say um, learn the quickest, most succinct, simplest way to build customers and income for your business. Love it. Build customers that bring income for your business? Mm -hmm. That bring income to your business. Love it. That's pretty self-explanatory and simple and to the point. 
What is one piece of advice that made a massive change in your, in your business or life? You know, when I was first starting, um, I had had a massage practice for a long time and I was first starting Confident Marketer. And uh, one of my massage clients was a dentist who um, was an older guy, had bad shoulders, and I kind of helped him keep going for a couple of extra years. And he would always, we would always end up talking business. He loved to think about how he had built his business over the years. And he said to me once, you know, you're a hard worker. I can tell you're a hard worker. You'll go the distance, but you need to understand that the more time you take off, the more money you'll make. And I was like, his name was uh, David. And I was like, oh, David, I, I can hardly see that because I was actually in the beginning throes of, um, of the massage business as well as the confident marketer. And I just couldn't really think about that. I thought, you know, I need to be hustling. I need to be really building this business up. But I also love to travel. And I also know that I get my, a broader mindset and I learn about people so much when I am in other places in the world. So I finally, after about year two, I was getting pretty tired. And I thought, OK, well, I'm, I'm going to take three weeks off. And Bill and I went off somewhere. I can't remember where. And I came back. And sure enough, at the end of the years, my my income had doubled. And I realized that that time away helps us to get a, a new perspective and gets us out of the box. I'm a big believer in thinking out of the box. You cannot go down the road in the same box you built now. You've got to have a bigger box to get down the road. So I think really understanding that you have to pull away from your business and you have to think outside the box and connect with other people or travel or do whatever kind of soothes your soul and gives you rest. Because if you're in it for the long haul, um, if you have that CEO mindset and you're in it for the long haul, you need to sustain yourself mentally and physically and spiritually. You know, you can't just work, work, work all the time. Absolutely. Love it, love it, love it, love it. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? <laughs> um, don't spend so long working from the corporate world. You were an entrepreneur from the beginning. Just go for it. Working in the corporate world. Don't spend I, went, I wasted a lot of time in the corporate world. I learned a lot of good skills. I did but I wasted a lot of time. You do not get rewarded for your work in the corporate world or very rarely you do. Huh. How do you, can you, can you expand on that a little bit and tell us for the people that are watching or listening on how they could um, understand when it's time to maybe move on? I think um, when I actually, when I started, as an entrepreneur, when I went off on my own, I said that I would sell the business the very day I got up and I dreaded what was on my calendar for the day. I don't think we should spend our lives working in something we dread, working for just the money, working for just the insurance. There are better ways to live and you've got to be hungry. You've got to be curious. You've got to be willing to take a risk, but it ain't worth it selling your soul. It's not worth it. Absolutely. That, that's great advice. So if you're not happy getting up in the morning, if you're not happy with the people you work with, if you're not happy with yeah. the type of work that you do, if you're not happy with your to-do list or your surrounding, chances are you need to move on. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, people use every excuse in the world not to move on. I need the insurance. I need the income. I'm afraid for my kid. I understand all that. It's valid. But you're selling your soul, number one. 
And number two, then you start being the victim. Well, they wouldn't let me do this. Well, they wouldn't let me do that. You got one life. You got one life. You don't. Don't don't die regretting it. Exactly. Exactly. Look. So, um, uh, gang, if you're watching or listening, as you can see, Siri is really good at what she does. Uh, and when she talks, you you can tell she knows her stuff. She's been at it for a long time. So uh, she's not just a beginner claiming to be uh, good at what she does. She has experience that backs up her claims. And I know a few people that have tried her stuff and were happy. So go to confidentmarketer.com forward slash focused with an ED at the end planner. Uh, and that's the address to get her six month focus business planner as a gift where you can get, uh, uh, get, so can you please tell us one more time what, what they get with that? It's, it's a one page planner, just one page. So it's not going to overwhelm or confuse you, but it is going to help you set your goals, set how you want to spend your calendar, set how you want to spend your time for the next six months. What do you want your outcomes to be? What, how, what's it going to, it's going to give you like, okay, now here's how I think I can get there. What are my marketing actions going to be? Or who do I need to meet? You know, it's, it's like everything on one sheet that you can fill it out. Um, well, it's on one sheet. When you look at it on the website, when you download it, you'll see that it's four or five pages long, but it's like simple and short and you can either three hole punch it and keep it on your desk or you can print it out and put it up here on your whiteboard or you can just fill in online if you're, you know, the online person and you don't want to have any paper. I'm old school. I still have a whiteboard over here with goals and things, you know. So. Oh yeah, me too. I, I'm a I visual got, person. I have to see it. Absolutely, me too. I've got like what, three whiteboards, another yeah. board. I like to write things down physically and see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm. I'm. I, I use the phone as well, but I like to. I like to visualize my stuff and i'm all about simplicity and everything one page so i absolutely love what you're sharing here with our audience uh simple uh, that's a problem uh, that a lot of us are experiencing and it's com yeah. complexity right there's yep. way too many things going on if you could just simplify everything on one page that we could use and implement on a daily basis life would become a lot easier results would become more achievable and uh, yeah, I mean, one of my own mentors I've had for many, many years, like every New Year's Day we talk and he's like, I want to hear the one thing for this year because he knows I've got ideas everywhere. One thing. So what's the one thing for this year? <laughs> exactly. And that really helps you helps, you know, helps me focus down. Because like many entrepreneurs, I'm a hyphenate. I'm interested in a lot of things. I run a couple of businesses. I'm curious. I'm always learning. All of us are like that. If we weren't like that, we wouldn't be entrepreneurs, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so this has been an absolute, uh, absolutely amazing conversation. Thank you for joining me. And thank you for sharing sure. your wisdom and your generous gift. Is there anything that you'd like to add that before we, we wrap up? I don't think so. I, I think we each have to find um, what we really love to do and what we're willing to put our heart into and what we're willing to learn more about. And, and I, my wish for everybody is that they have work that really 
it's it's joyful to them and they get it. I mean, I can't wait to get up in the morning and sit at my desk. And um, and that's my hope for everyone, because that's what really builds your success. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks. Uh, uh, thank you for joining us, gang, for thank watching you. or listening. Uh, if you could subscribe to whichever channel you're watching, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts or Google or Spotify or you're on YouTube or LinkedIn, whichever channel, please like, subscribe and comment. If you have any questions for me or Sue, put it in there and we'll get back to you. If, if there's a friend that could benefit from the resource that um, Sue shared with us, or if you want to tap into her expertise or you know someone that needs her help, tag her in a comment on social media and uh, so she can uh, reach out to Sue and uh, get a hold of her. And uh, that is it. Thank you for joining us. Thank you My, so much. I appreciate it. It's been I great fun. It. Thank you very much. We'll see you on our next episode. Take care, gang, and we will see you later. Bye now. Bye. Thank you.